Touch Love After Hours. Ravage Love After Hours in October. Julie. Bonjour. So excited for this little, little special episode we've cooked up. We had to do it. We just had to do it. We had to give the people what they want. You know what they asked? They begged. They threatened. And so we're doing it. Yep. Chuck Tingle! Chuck Tingle! We're doing it. Yes. Now, if you are not familiar with the internet legend that is Chuck Tingle, Renee, tell tell the listeners who is (laughs) Chuck Tingle. Chuck Tingle is an unknown force of the universe. Um, According to his Wikipedia, he is a Taekwondo Grandmaster, has a PhD in holistic massage from DeVry, um, but may also be an autistic savant and have schizophrenia. (laughs) But Chuck Tingle, for those of you who don't know, um, is uh, an author uh, who writes books on, uh, you can get them on Amazon, but he is known for his gay niche erotica um and for those of you i mean it's not even those of you everybody knows who chuck tingle is there's no ifs ands or buts about it although if you read his books you might get pounded in the butt by one of his books um he just writes about everything we got dinosaurs we've got unicorns we've got presidents we've got bigfoot we've got everything anything your heart desires will get pounded in the butt in a chuck tingle book Absolutely. He also just delights with the most batshit covers to his books Mm -hmm. and titles that are often a paragraph long. Um, So it's it's legit erotica. Like there is fucking in all of his books, (laughs) but they are intentionally like satirical, like very, very funny, Um, whether it's intended to be or not. It's clearly trying to be provocative and satirical, but actually uh quite and i was surprised to find the writing was very solid it was very solid very yeah. solid yeah like for someone who has a whole library where like <sighs> chuck tingle like churns out so many books um that you and yeah. they're they're quite short but like turns out so many books that are so wackadoodle i thought they were going to be kind of sloppy but no yeah yeah yeah, 317 distinct works since 2015, according to Goodreads. That's in five years. That is a lot of material. That's right. And he was um, nominated for two separate Hugo Awards. Amazing. And he didn't win either. And as a response, he wrote uh, Pounded in the Butt by my Hugo Award loss and then wrote a second one called Pounded in the Butt by my second Hugo Award nomination. Because um, he's just he's just honest. Um, he is most well known for his book Space Raptor Butt Invasion, uh, which I think was one of the books that got nominated for the Hugo Award. So... So we had to give you a special episode with Chuck Tingle. We had to do it. Um, We had to give the people what they want. So I'm going to launch right into it. Please do. Renee and I both read a book from the same collection. Uh, It's Scary Stories to Tingle Your Lesbian Butt, Seven Tales of Lady Buck on Lady Buck Terror uh, from, as Renee said, two-time Hugo Award finalist Chuck Tingle. 
So my book was called, well, my story, I guess you could call it, was called The Legend of Sleepy Butthole. Uh, Sounds scary. (laughs) Real spooky. So Sleepy Butthole is a small town in New England. So I'm already getting kind of some Stephen King vibes to it. Um, And it has a reputation for being spooky. Um, like, you know, Sleepy Hollow, the town that inspired Sleepy Butthole. So it's a small, sleepy town in kind of the middle of nowhere in New England. And Vicky Bod Cream <laughs> arrives with just a suitcase and some books. Uh, she is moving there to work as a teacher and at their little one-room schoolhouse. And she is not deterred by people who say that Sleepy Butthole is a really creepy place with, like, ghouls and witches and goblins. And there's all kinds of mythology about the place. And she's not deterred. She's just, like, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, like, do-do-do-do-do, heading to the town real pumped. Uh, and then at one point she's kind of walking down this path and she's trying to find the school because she wants to go and, and get set up for, um, it's a Saturday and she starts teaching on Monday. So she wants to get her school supplies ready and she's kind of walking down the path and she sees someone come in a horse and buggy and she's like, oh my gosh, hello, I'm looking for the school. And he's like, fuck off and keeps going. She's like, oh, okay. And then, yeah. And then she just keeps asking people for directions and they're like, go fuck yourself. And they're all really mean. And she's like, well, that's really weird. So she kind of stumbles across the school, gets there. The schoolhouse groundskeeper is also a jerk. He's like, you're late. And she's like, I'm two days early. Like, what is wrong with everybody? So she cleans up the schoolhouse. The, the last teacher who lived there left in a tizzy. And so it was disgusting. And so she fixed it all up. She's like, okay, I'm ready. But oh, now I'm starving, Renee. I've been just like cleaning all day. So she looks and she finds a little tavern where she orders a plate of spaghetti and some chocolate milk. And she looks around the tavern and everyone's scowling at her and it's all these angry men. And then she sees one single solitary woman who waves and smiles at her. So she's like, oh my God, maybe there's someone friendly. So she goes over there. She kind of sits with her. Turns out the lady's a tourist. And so then um, Vicky Bot is like, oh, that's why you're so nice. She's like, yeah, this town, everyone is so mean and everyone's such a jerk. And she's like, why? Like, is it a curse? Have they been, you know, are they under some spell? Um, and the woman that she met um, says, her name is Bryn, and she says, no, like, there's nothing special about this town. It's just, everyone's just a bunch of mean assholes. And then Bryn decides, you know what, I'm going to tell you what I've heard. I don't know if this is true or not, but what I heard is that someone did try to bring kindness and joy to the city. Uh, and her name was the Headless Butt Woman. And... <laughs> The headless butt woman, uh, who is who is a sentient pumpkin that was grown outside of town. And she tried to spread joy to the community by saying that on every full moon, if you come down to the bridge, I'll eat your ass. And that'll make you happy. And it'll spread joy by spreading cheeks. Um, she, <laughs> and according to the town, she gave really good like she was a real good eater of ass um but it still didn't help people still continued to be mean and cranky so then vicky bod says hey tonight's a full moon and then she gets up to leave and bryn's like it's just a joke this this is obviously not real like what are you doing and she's like nope i am determined to make people happy so she goes to the bridge and she finds her and the headless butt woman is beautiful she has a giant pumpkin head but a smoking hot lady bod human lady bod so 
the headless butt woman sees Vicky Bod coming and thinks like, oh, here's one more person coming to like be annoying. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm just like, I really want to meet you. Like, I'm just so sad that everyone's so mean and I'm new in town. And so the headless butt woman is very impressed by how nice Vicky Bod is. And so Vicky Bod says, let's work together. And so she says, why don't you show me how you eat ass and I will give you feedback and maybe you just need some help with your technique. And uh-huh. so then Headless Butt Woman just drops down to her knees and just goes right up to her cheeks. And Vicky Bot is like, girl, you can't just start eating ass. You got to work up to it. You got to give me some foreplay. So she's like, oh, gives her some foreplay, fucks her, eats her ass. And then Vicky Bot is like delighted. She's like post-orgasmic glow. And then she says, hey, Headless Butt Woman, why are you called the headless butt woman. And I'm just going to read you the last few pages of the book. I'm going to go right into my reenactment because I can't do this justice. I just got to read it to you. Are you ready, Renee? I was born ready. Here we go. When I finally finish orgasming, I stagger a bit, finally diving in, finally giving in to the weight of my body and collapsing down next to the sentient pumpkin. I wrap my arms around her and pull her close as we enjoy this moment together. That was amazing, I gush. If you take your time to warm things up, I have no doubt you can turn this whole town around. Maybe I should give it another try, she replies with a loving smile. We sit in silence for a moment, simply enjoying the warmth of one another's bodies as the crickets chirp and the stream below us babbles on and on. Can I ask you something? I suddenly question. Of course, the sentient pumpkin offers. It's pretty obvious why they call you butt woman, I begin. But why do they say you're headless? You've got a big pumpkin head right there. The headless butt woman laughs. Oh, it's not a literal head. It's because I'm always giving oral but never receiving it. Headless, you know? Would you, would you like to receive, I question? The pumpkin cracks a smile. Tonight? Yeah. We begin to kiss once more as I lean her back onto the ground, the full moon hanging high above us as I get to work. A howl of pleasure echoes out across the town of Sleepy Butthole. And that's how it ends. That's wow. how it ends. Oh. It, right? Wow. That was so historically accurate, first of all. I, I mean, absolutely. Moving. Really just moving. Quite moving. And I really appreciated that there was reciprocity. Uh, there was also, uh, conversations of consent and clearly it was pleasure based. The whole point was we just want to make people happy, um, by eating their butts. So, the Lord's uh, work, truly, I mean, truly, truly yeah. the Lord's work and, and clearly the headless, uh, butt woman lived to give quite literally. Um, so I'm going to give this book five out of five spicy pumpkin ravioli. Ooh. Um, because when they fucked as bananas as it was, every time they cut back to the fact that like I grabbed her orange head and pushed it down, um, it the the fucking was decent. Uh it was spicy. So um kudos, Chuck Tingle. You made me laugh. Uh, and you gave me some hot smut, and I respect that. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Now tell us, Renee, because people are going to die. um so i read the same anthology as you um but i read the chuck tingle classic buttle juice um which begins in somewhere 
in the northeastern United States. And Mina has left the city behind. She's She now lives in the northeast in the country. She's very, very happy. She's living her best life. She's gone for a drive, just listening to some tunes. Um, and then a, she just narrowly misses a deer, but she crashes through a wooden, um, a wooden like bridge, similar, exactly, sorry, exactly like the one in Beetlejuice. Um, and then everything goes dark. And she wakes up to the sound of a train. She's in her own bed. She's soaking wet. She has no idea how she got home, but she's like, oh, I'm glad I'm here. So she goes and she has a shower and then she hears voices in her house. And she's like, what the fuck is that? So she goes out <clears throat> in her towel and she's like, um, who's in my house? Who's here? And it's a couple with a real estate agent. And they're looking at the house and they're talking about how, you know, they, they can't wait to go move in um, and how maybe they'll get a discount because, you know, the house is haunted or rumored to be haunted. And so Mina's freaking out. She's like, what? Like, my house isn't haunted. What? And so then she tries to grab at them. And sure enough, her hands go right through them. And she realizes that, oh, my gosh, she is, in fact, a ghost. She's dead. So she runs upstairs to her room totally just upset and in tears and then out of nowhere this little haggard looking unicorn shows up um who we learn is named grimler and grimler um gives her this book called the handbook for those who rode the lonesome train and so they, she explains that um you know for some people they ride the lonesome train after they their death and they end up at their final destination but for some other people it takes a few tries and for mina um it took it's taking her a few tries so she's you know stuck it as a ghost for a little while until she can board that lonesome train again which is why when she awoke she awoke to the sound of a train whistle so She's very angry at this point, um, but she decides she's going to look in the handbook. And, and of course, she gets right to, you know, how to scare the living. So she does exactly what they do in the movie where she, like, puts eyeballs on her head and makes her face all gross and stuff. But they don't see her. And so she's just completely just torn up at this point. So she runs upstairs to her attic um, and she's just doesn't know what to do. She's dejected at this point. But then what's in the corner? But a large refrigerator with black and white stripes on it which she doesn't remember putting in and there's just something odd about it so she decides to go and look inside the refrigerator and once inside she notices a little juice box and the juice box also has the same black and white striping but also has a really beautiful face mm -hmm. and really beautiful arms and it turns out the juice box is sentient. So she's talking to this juice box and, you know, the juice box is like, ah, you know, problem with the living. I've been there. I understand. Um, you know, what's your name? And she's like, I'm Mina. And uh, so then all, out of nowhere, there's this big sign that just says Buttle Juice. And she's like, Buttle Juice, that's your name? And, she, uh, you know, the juice box is like, yep. So then the juice box has to try to get her to say its name two more times because it needs to be said three times for the juice box to escape the fridge. Uh, but Mina catches on and she's like, wait a minute, like, why do you need me? Like, why do you need me to say your name three times? Like, what's up? We never find out. We never find out why Bottle Juice is stuck in the fridge. We never find out who's who's trapped them there. But, um, you know, we we do find out that Mina is at the end of her rope. And so she decides to um, call out Bottle Juice and get these people out of her house. So. Bottle juice 
emerges from the fridge as a fully like a full size human size juice box. Um, but a very attractive juice box. And Mina is really into it. And so, um, <laughs> so Mina's like, how do we do this? Like, how do we scare these people? And um, the juice box explains, well, you know, people aren't scared of ghosts anymore. You know? So like, I don't think you're gonna be able to scare them. The best way to get people to leave your house is for people to be fucking upstairs, which is true. Oh, like brills. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, um, Mina's just like, okay. The butter juice says, you know what? I'll, I've got my vibrator, probably black and white one. I've got my vibrator. I'll take care of this. You go for a walk or something. I'll take care of this for you. Um, and you know, you'll be good to go. And so Mina's like, well, is that the best way to do it? And Bottle Juice is like, well, what did you have in mind? And then they immediately start like making out. They're just like, mm, mm, yes, like arms all over each other, like in the movies. It's adorable. Um, and so Mina goes down on Bottle Juice um, and eats her out. And it's so she has a vagina. Bottle Juice has a vagina and has arms, has a clitoris and a face, but is a juice box. Um, and, you know, and so she's just like, feeling all her sharp angles and she's into it she's loving it bottle juice is just like screaming and coming and it's great and then the people were like what was that sound it sounded like somebody coming and they're like no no it's probably just the wind it's fine so mina's like well all right we got to keep trying we gotta we gotta try again so then bottle juice um fucks her with a strap on and you know they, they, there's a lot of mention about how like tender bottle juice is and I'm going to read, I'm going to read that scene. Um, but anyway, she, she comes and it's really loud and really amazing. The people are terrified. They run out of the house. Then bottle juice is like, well, my work here is done. I'm going to probably go travel or something. And Mina's like, Oh, I can't really like leave my house. And she realizes that, you know, she would have really liked to have company. So she like uses all her ghost powers to just go and show up in the car of the couple as they're driving away. And it's like, Hey, come on back. You can live in my house. And they're like, okay. And that's how it ends. Oh, I know. It was really sweet. It was a really sweet story. Um, Bottle Juice and Mina were really like tender and kind with each other. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead with the scene. Do it. So this is right after Bottle Juice has come. So, um, Soon enough, Bottle Juice's stomach clenches tight and then releases in a spastic wave as she lets out an orgasmic howl. When the juice box finally finishes, we stop moving, listening intently to the house below us. What the fuck was that? Comes a concerned voice from below. Was that someone coming? It was probably nothing. Another voice chimes in, just the wind. We're not done yet. As I turn my attention back to Bottle Juice, I find that she's somehow already equipped with an enormous strap-on, the toy covered from top to bottom in the same black and white rings that line her body. What do you think? The juice box questions. I think you need to fuck me right now with that thing. Right now, I command. I turn around and fall to the floor, popping my bare ass out towards her and wiggling it from side to side. I crawl forward a bit, showing off the goods, and then reaching back to give my ass cheek a playful slap. What are you waiting for? I demand to know. Bottle Juice climbs down into position behind me, aligning her strap-on cop. Wait a minute, I blurt. Your name is Bottle Juice. That's not going to my butt, is it? Without asking, Bottle Juice replies, appalled. Hell no. Then why Bottle Juice, I continue. 
I was named after the star, replies uh, Bottlejuice. That's all. I pause a moment to consider this. There's a star named Bottlejuice, I finally question. Well, it's actually spelled butthole juice, but that's a little much. The sentient beverage continues. Butthole juice just rolls off the tongue better. Yeah, it does, I reply with a wink. Now, where were we? The beautiful sentient beverage slides deep within me, her strap on filling me up quite nicely and causing a startling gasp to escape my throat. Bottle Juice waits just a moment for me to adjust and then slowly begins pumping her striped toy in and out of me, rocking her hips in a series of deep, confident swoops. Oh, fuck, I groan, biting my lip. That feels so fucking good. It's not long before the two of us fall into a steady pulse with one another, our bodies grinding together as the pleasure within me begins to blossom. I can feel the first ache of climax bubbling up from the pit of my stomach, then working its way down to my arms and legs. Strangely, that's not the only gradual thing I begin to sense. The rhythm of our fucking matches in perfect time with a song that's now piping through the house. I've never heard this tune before, but I'd describe it as calypso music, and it seems to be coming from everywhere at once. What the hell is that? I question. Bottlejuice shrugs, still pounding away at me. It just kind of happens, I guess. I don't really know. I don't have time to focus on the strange music, however, because the next thing I know, the sensations within me have built to a powerful finish. I can feel my body quaking hard as the impending orgasm looms large, a wave just waiting for its chance to crest. I'm gonna come! I'm gonna come! I start repeating over and over again, the words falling out of my mouth in a frantic mantra that grow, grows louder and louder with every repetition. Eventually, I'm screaming out at the top of my lungs, belligerent with lust. I'm gonna come! I'm gonna fucking come! When the orgasm hits me, these words transform again into an unbridled scream. I'm completely lost in the moment, overwhelmed with sensation, as my nerves alight with pleasure and warmth. And that was Bottle Juice. That was a so good i really did not expect these books to have so much like tenderness and and also for those of you in the romance world deep deep in the romance world you know they love a good acronym and so i'm happy but surprised to see that both books have what's called an hea which is a happily ever after now i have to say when (laughs) the sentient juice box killed me because (laughs) this is only canadians and possibly only well you could tell me because you live in alberta now um (laughs) when i was younger um i had a bright yellow puffy winter jacket Mm -hmm. that um now we would say made me look like spongebob but at the time spongebob didn't exist so at the time people called me juice box because i looked Mm -hmm. like a no-name juice box said that all i could picture was my like 11 year old self in a big boxy yellow uh winter jacket and my friends literally started calling me juice box and then they were calling <laughs> me and then that kind of went into high school because i never drank so they used to just call me juice anyways oh so as soon as you said that i just it killed me i'm like <laughs> I, I know what a sentient juice box looks like i was one you were one <laughs> Um, and you do have a beautiful face and tender arms. I can attest oh, to. So thank you. you are literally so ex- like exactly like this juice box. <laughs> Whew. Well, that was mm. so fun. Like I would read, legitimately would read Chuck Tingle for lulls because oh, yeah. I, I found it so entertaining. I did too. And, you know, I... I don't really know. I didn't really know anything going into it. And I'm really happy that, yeah, they were tender. Um, consent was like a thing in it. 
Um, nobody was mean. Like, they weren't mean to each other. They were just really nice. Like, nice yeah. lovers. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, like, the people being mean to her in my book made them villains right away. Like, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, this woman needs to be taken <laughs> down a peg. Like, how dare she be so naive as to, like, smile at strangers? They were just like, yeah, these people are jerks. And then it turned out they just need to get their ass eat properly. So that's it. That's the really work. Absolutely. This was a perfect addition to October 2020. It really was. Uh, please continue to give us suggestions on what you think we should read mm -hmm. um, because we are living for them. And this will not be the last time we read some Chuck Tingle. Oh, there's a Chuck Tingle for every every moment in one's life. It's like the precious moments figurines of, <laughs> of the 21st century. You graduated? There's a Chuck Tingle for that. You're having a baby? We got one of those too. Um, <laughs> so Death don't have a left one. Tingle. Yeah. <laughs> Bar mitzvah? We got a tingle for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so don't don't fret if you were living for this, go and get it. But yeah, all of Chuck Tingle's stuff is available on Amazon. Um, he publishes almost exclusively ebooks on Amazon, so there is no shortage, and they're like cheap and they're short and they're just a riot. So 2020 has sucked some serious balls, so if you need to see people get pounded in the butt to make you feel better, Chuck Tickle's here for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was such a good extra little bonus episode. I'm so happy we did this. Me too. Me too. Now I'm going to go read the rest of this anthology. So do As you, you want to out? Hell yeah. <clears throat> Ravage love. Ravage love. After hours. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the podcast was created by Karen McKnight. Special thanks to Press Start to Join for production assistance. For gaming and tech news, search Press Start to Join or on social media at PS, the number two, J Show. Connect with us online at Ravage Love on Instagram and by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.